0: I'll be the last one standing, two hands in the air, I'm a champion.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for one of the most Supercoach relevant sides in Geelong, Cats.
0: Excellent. Now, I'm going to start this off with a bit of a... Oh, you hear that? That was me opening up this beer. Oh, I popped early. Now, there's a reason why I'm actually popping this beer, and that is that this is our 100th podcast. So that's pretty cool, eh? Hey? <laughs> A um, hundred podcasts with uh, you guys, the community. Um, oh, mate, we're pretty proud of that. Really, I think so. Never made a hundred. No, no. Do you, you know? I I said to you today, but I was like, oh, I'll plan this. Chris, third podcast in, we're going to do it.
1: It might surprise you when you talk. Sometimes I don't listen. <laughs> This is this is true.
0: This is true. Oh, awesome. Um but yeah, so pretty pretty chuffed with that. So thank you to out there in the community. It's um it's a pretty big achievement, I think.
1: That's super cool. Breaking milestones, hey? Look at yeah, you. It's... No wonder you're all chuffed and excited. I know. You should see me. Um yes. anyway, let's get into
0: Geelong. Um obviously they had a fantastic year last year. Um, uh, but let's go through it. Um, they've got the, we'll just go jump. i we going to just gonna jump straight in? Yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. Yeah, jump in. They've got the round 12 by, so obviously that's the first one. So good for trade in targets, not necessarily for starting players, but we can work through that. Um, they've got a mixed start to the season. They play the Giants away, then they play the Suns at home. So that's going to be a loose one. Um, then the Eagles away and then the Hawks at the G. So it's sort of a, a bit of a mixed start. Um, The finals run is Melbourne at home, Dogs at home, Giants at home, and Saints at Marvel with Adelaide at home in round 23. They actually don't leave Melbourne after round 17 with four of six of their games at GMHBA.
1: Well, you mean Victoria, because Melbourne and Geelong are a little... Yeah, literally. Someone someone picked me up on that already. I was like, okay, Victoria then. they They don't travel far. Yeah, they sleep in their own they're beds. Basically Collingwood. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> basically it's, Collingwood.
0: Trust me, Geelong. The, the trip's not that far. It's not that far. It's only in traffic, and yeah. they're driving it. Yeah, they're not. They're basically
1: hours. Collingwood, but
0: more broke. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, um, their double ups are uh, pretty tough. They've got the Giants, um, Saints, who are tipped to obviously improve. Um, they've got the Lions, Hawks, and Eagles. Um, so it is a pretty tough double up session. They can handle it though. I mean, they finished the year last year with a minor premiership and a whopping percentage. They had 135 percentage points, which is huge. Um, yeah. Based... Shocked a few people, to be honest. Yeah. It was more shocking was that they hit a
1: massive black and white brick wall in the first qualifying final. <laughs> um, no, they slowed up right at the end of the season anyway. I think teams started to... They figured get, them out. Yeah, figure them out. And um, they, were, they were really impressive, though, because they really did the, the squeeze, Geelong, and they tried to keep it predictable and really stopped the switching as well. I noticed that against the uh, Lions uh, when they came towards the back end of the year where they really just pushed up and squeezed to yep. stop you from switching. And then once you don't switch and they go down the line, then the people that were actually pushing up, they actually keep moving further down the ground. So they did quite well.
0: Uh, yes, they did. And I think they're very well coached. I think I yeah. really rate Chris Scott as a coach. Um, they obviously then uh, knocked out the Eagles uh, right before uh, meeting Richmond. So they had one of the they, toughest runs. They nearly beat to the the Richmond finals. too. I know. That It could have gone both ways. Uh, but then the Richmond ended up running over the top of them at the end. Um, they ranked third in the league for Supercoach, which makes them obviously Supercoach relevant, which is great.
1: So they go like you after a six-pack, Chris? Pretty much. <laughs>
0: um, but really, the staple to their entire um, brand is, the, is winning the contest and winning the ball in the contest. And that's highlighted by their contested possession rate of 42%, which was only betted by the Lions last year. Oh. So they really dominated contested ball um, and didn't have as much uncontested ball. Lions, obviously, as you noted in our Lions yes. podcast... They were great at contested ball, but didn't really go with the yeah, uh, we were, uncontested possession. We were definitely
1: down the bottom end for uh, uncontested.
0: Yep, um, they rarely turned the ball ball over. They actually ranked fifteenth in the competition in turnovers. Um, so this meant their uh, ball movement was pretty much king, uh, and they also ranked uh, third for marks inside fifty, um, and of course, I think they were second in contested marks. Big part of that's obviously uh, someone like Tom Hawkins who's taking a hell of a lot of marks and in pretty good form for that. Um, but they do have a fairly good side. Thank you for the uh, the Zoom. There, I was really struggling. My eyesight's not what it used to well, be. Well, watching you, you
1: watching you cringe like that, Chris, it does my heart. <laughs>
0: um, so, which is very, very impressive. I think their list profile. One of the unique things about Geelong is they've got a very they've got a, a dis disparaging, disparaging list, list profile. What I mean by that is it's probably the wrong word. They've got a lot of older players and a lot of young players, but they don't really have a lot of guys right in the middle, and that's part. of of what they're trying to do this year is change that. They want to get more experience into their youth whilst also still pushing for a premiership. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage that through the season and how deep they go.
1: Well, Um, for starters, just give Constable a bloody free run, and that'll be nice. That'd be nice, wouldn't it?
0: Um, Now, off-season-wise, they delisted uh, Jordan Kunico, uh, Jermaine Jones, um, Scott Selwood, unfortunately, was delisted as well. Um, Wiley Buzzer was delisted, and then Tim Kelly, of course, went to West Coast, which was the big move of the offseason. Yes. Uh, and Zach Smith went back to the Gold Coast. They did delist Lockie Henderson, but they re rookied him, so he's on the rookie list. And they also grabbed some list needs in Jack Stephen, um, ideally to replace Tim Kelly, and of course, John, Josh Jenkins, who replaces Zach Smith.
1: Well, not only that, like Kelly was so good on the inside, but you could replace him with um, yeah. 15 of their current players on their list. So many. Like, oh, not only that, you've got, got your, your Jack Stevens. Um, you could also then put in your Constables. Um, you can even put in Menengola. You know what I mean? like they can, they can get a, a mixture between guys that were midfield forward. Yes, they might have the polish. They might not have the polish of a Kelly, but they can make up for it. I think the best give...
0: thing about um, their young players is that they play their roles really well. So, Chris Scott asked them to do a job and a role, and it's a very specific job and role. Yep. And they go in there and they just do that job. So, I think they've men are... got one or two things to focus on, they just go and smash it. Okay. So, really I might, good.
1: I might wait for your opinion here, Chris. But right. I think Menangola could actually be one of the biggest improvers. He's on my list. There you go.
0: Um, they also promoted Zach Guthrie and Sam Simpson to the senior list, and they retained Blake Schlensog, Ryan Abbott, and Oscar Brownless on the rookie um,
1: list. I thought Abbott moved.
0: No, they retained him. Oh, on the list. lucky. Yeah, they delisted and then re-rookied. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, uh, Tim Kelly was the biggest, um, biggest mover, and he had a stellar year. However, their depth um, has taken a bit of a blow. So people like Smith, um, Selwood, Buzzer, even though they weren't consistent players in their team, they were part of their depth rotation. Um, and so they have lost a little bit of their depth. And I think that's going to trend to continue whilst they retain their big money, really experienced players in Dangerwood, Dangerfield, Ablett, Selwood, etc. Yeah,
1: Ryan Abbott, St. Kilda, Rock.
0: Oh, he went over there. Did he really?
1: Hey, you listen to me.
0: Uh, I don't like listening to you. again anyway. when you talk sometimes I don't <laughs> uh, interesting so look there's, there's more depth they lost in yes, their, in they their ruck department they farm. did lose so, and,
1: well Smith and yeah
0: Yeah. so um, not, not great for them but they seem to be able to rally around that um, you know they've got some they've got quite a few tools that can you know pinch it in the ruck etc so we'll see how they go this year Starting off with their premiums in the defense, obviously, we've got Tom Stewart, 533k. Um, he averaged 98.2.
1: Oh, Please tell um, me you have the latest news how he is injured. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, but I
0: will say this about uh, Tom, uh, Tom Stewart before you get to his injury. Um, he had, was actually proved to be a fairly consistent performer in defense. He did start the year averaging 101.25 in the first 11, and he trailed off averaging 94.5 over the back 10. Has a fairly high floor with a low, a season low of 74 in round 19 and only three scores in the 70s. So fairly consistent without being
1: a, a blow-your-ways type of defender. Yeah. So what we say by fairly consistent and not going to blow you away means that their price in Supercoach Standard won't really fluctuate much. Mm. You're exactly going to pick right. him up for the same amount. He's not going to blow you away. He's not going to lose you too many games. He's not going to make you go from you know the top 5,000 to... You know, one thousand. He's not going to hurt you in that aspect, but um, you'll get him at the same price.
0: I I I sort of put him in the same category as say a Rory Led, um, yeah. where you
1: wait for a couple eighties, you get him. Yeah,
0: and and not he's... to mention you can probably get get him upgraded during the buys or yeah. something similar.
1: Good buy um, target.
0: I also looked at, at just to see if there was any correlation. Obviously, Zach Tui was injured again last year. Uh, but he only averaged a flat 100 with Zach Tui um, in the side. So I can't really draw a conclusion as to whether he performs better or worse. It, it's all sort of around yeah. the and mark.
1: And then Tui also went forward, I think. Yeah. Because the back line was kind of doing well Absolutely. Uh, you know, without him. So uh, Stuart, though, did have um, minor surgery. I think he had a bit of a setback and had some minor surgery. Yep. So he is not 100% at this point in time. Which is um, great
0: because I really don't see him as a starting option. That's good. But with the first buy, I think he's a... Perfect. Yep. So hopefully
1: he drops in price a little bit. Starts off slow. and Bring him in. Absolutely, and I, I, I think like, you can pick him up for 500k in
0: round 12. Oh, hopefully as, as your last or second last um, defensive upgrade.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I really like that as a, as an idea because again he's not going to let you down. His scoring is just very similar. He obviously takes kickouts. Um, he intercepts. He does a bit of everything. So I really like Tom Stewart, but not to start with. I think he's definitely someone that you upgrade. to. I agree. All right, moving on. Um straight to the midfield because there's not really much else in defense, obviously Dangerfield. I think you start with there and you end with there.
1: Start there end there, that's um, all you need in between then.
0: Look, I've, I've, we've had a, I had a couple of questions today about Dangerfield and a little bit of questions. I think everyone wants to question Dangerfield.
1: Um well, the reason they questioned Dangerfield, let's look from the other side. He went from 130 to 120 to like what, 115. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's dropping.
0: Which is a valid it's a valid way, to look at it. But let's look at it a different way. Um, he's played 230 of 242 games in 11 years. He's literally missed 11 game, uh, 12 games in 11 years. Six of those were in his first three years. I know
1: he's played 106 out of
0: his last 110. Yeah, it's it, like that's insane in itself. Has averaged 110 plus on seven of those occasions. So seven years in a row, he's averaged 110 plus, which is crazy consistent. His most recent output also included a 26 in round seven where he was injured twice in the same game. They like, so "Do you, I don't know if you remember, but he did his ankle, like went off the ground for a quarter, came back, did his knee, went off the ground for another quarter. Yeah,
1: because he ran and jumped up and landed funny. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm like why
0: are you back on the field? Just get off. We don't want you permanently injured. But he managed to pull through. I think he only played like 56% game time. So taking that out into consideration, he had a true average of 11965 which, so you're paying, I think, 130 for, uh, 113 for him. I think he's priced unders right now. So yep. there is value in the pick, even though it may not look like it right now. Um, of his 13 tons for the year, 11 with 127 or above. So people aren't picking Dangerfield and there's really not much of a reason to, especially because the two questions are right now in Geelong, who's taking Kelly's mid-minutes and how much does Danger play forward? So does he take up ten percent more mid-time? Or is he his role stay the same and he does he's still playing fairly consistent forward minutes? And yeah. we won't really I don't I think the preseason they're, won't even tell us that.
1: I think they're in premiership tilt. They came first, they won premierships, Dangerfield is in the guts. Not only that, it sounded not so good there, Chris, but only four scores were under ninety seven. Oh yeah. For the year. So as That's in it. yes, he only had so many tons and they were big tons and he had a lot of like fairly average scores but when you're getting a guy pretty much hitting like 97 and above most of the time and yeah he had a few bad rounds and cost people super coach points and that's why people probably got upset cuz they were making him a captain or a vice captain option and he stunk it for a week but you know when you come down to it like his scores included a 163 a 156 a 154 a 149 a 146 a 146 a 141 he has huge numbers The
0: upside's just too big to ignore.
1: And the reason why, I'm actually looking at just players that are durable in general. I mean, you look at Dangerfield, and this is where we get options that we don't normally get. Like, you know, McRae's been good of late. Neil, Lockie Neil has hardly missed a game. Dustin Martin's hardly missed a game. Dangerfield's hardly missed a game. Like, why would you not be starting these super durable players the question, to start and fill that mesh that you can then take risks I absolutely on agree with
0: you. And the bigger question is, how do you go into a season not starting Dangerfield? Do you, you well, want to go into a, se- a game people, every weekend with someone with a VC on danger? And you want to just test the waters with Or even just having that?
1: him against, like, an Oliver. Oh, man. But um, There's but, no way I want to be that guy. And he, here's where people get. People get so caught up and confused on last year... It's like, oh, but if I waited last year, I could have picked up Dangerfield super cheap. I could have picked him up super cheap when he got that 20. not that expensive. When now. he got injured twice, I know, but when he got injured twice, I could pick him up for 400k. So some people think about last year and going, oh, what well, happened last year? So this year I'm going to hold off, and then this year they might get burnt. Um, Don't think too much about the priors.
0: I, I find it hard to believe that you'd start, you wouldn't start Dangerfield, but you'd start five, for instance. You know, I, I think that Fife and Dangerfield are the same except Dangerfield plays more games. So,
1: and I, he has a high I, ceiling.
0: I, I find it, if you're picking three midfielders right now, at my personal opinion is you're picking Dangerfield, you're picking Dunkley, and you're picking Lockie Neal. Those are my three that I would absolutely say should be in most teams. Now, two of those are underpriced, and one Lockie Neal, I think regardless of what happens, he's probably the most consistent guy that can average you 120. So just pay the extra money.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, based on ceiling, you're looking at Dunkley and that Dunkley danger, um, you know, Neil and stuff for sure, based on ceiling. Like they have the biggest highs, you know, but I well, still they've think... Got
0: the, they've also like, so when, uh, like, and we'll, we'll go through this in the Western Bulldogs plot in like two weeks, but Dunkley averaged 128 once he went into the midfield the rest of the season. Yeah. He's only priced at 114 or 113 or something like that, or might be a little bit more than that. Sorry, i have to have a look at it. Um, So he's underpriced at least 10 points. So you're looking at these guys going, well, these guys have the potential to be the number one super coach player next year. That's who I'm thinking. If I'm thinking, all right, who am I going to have in my midfield? Who's the ones that are going to win me games? Who's going to be the potential to be number one this year? And there's so many of them right now, but... Dangerfield
1: doesn't miss games. Dunkley doesn't miss games. Where did you finish this year, Chris? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's my. That's going to be my response every time we disagree. Every time. I just uh, okay. it's, it's too no, easy. No, no. It's, it's, it's a good way of looking at it. It's fair. Things. It's fair. And that's why we have these discussions to talk about the pros and cons of each person and, and the way to go. So yep. it's to give you ideas on what to look for when you start to look at the preseason or you start to maybe they, they get rested or something, you know, trying to have a look at yeah, picking who's who he's still a
0: top five player in the AFL and
1: oh I'm Dangerfield's been in my well, side every every team I've picked so far
0: the next rundown the players so. like Trelaw Oliver Bond he's got them covered in my opinion yep and he's competing with the guys that are above him correct so I, I think his value yeah I, I'm with you all right uh Mitch Duncan. So, uh, Mitchie Duncan, Ooh. um, another injury I'm assuming. Avoid, yeah. I think he, um, I think he, do he you was not, injured at the back end you, last year, do you Do you not
1: read my spreadsheets, no, Chris? No, not Oh my God. At least this is a fresh opinion. I don't think, um, look, I
0: don't think he's going to be a top tier draft uh, choice any, any, either way. No. Um, but basically, uh... Avoid. A, a even avoid. I,
1: even in draft and stuff, standard, 100% avoid Duncan at this point in time. Standard, I am letting someone else pick him at overs. Um... Okay, so basically he got injured in the final, right? So he hurt his knee, not so bad, not too serious. Um, he then had end of season shoulder surgery, and then he had a later um, minor operation straight after that, I think on his knee or something or other, a separate occasion. But he's not actually going to start resume running. He's not going to start running until sometime end of January. So that's three operations in one off-season. That Oh, no, so two operations and knee injury. <laughs> Not going to... That doesn't suit me. Doesn't change what I'm about to say. Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, Look, so he had... um,
0: Last year, he had 16 tons for the entire year, which is quite consistent, of course. Oh, he's very good. But one score sub 76. um, And only one score, of course, uh, above 126, which was 144. So he has a fairly um, good standard deviation in his his scoring patterns. Yeah. Um, He definitely can get back to, say, a 110 average if he's fully fit. But really where I see him is, again, he's that upgrade target, right? He's probably going to be somewhere between 500 True.
1: to 550K. Draft and... draft is not too bad. He is consistent. I mean, he averaged 110 for his first 13 rounds, but then 92 after that. Uh, but the benefit, again, is he's durable. He's played 85 out of 88 games uh, the last yeah, four seasons. I think, so I think
0: even though he starts he's running at the end of January, I think he plays around one.
1: Oh, I think so too. But it's guaranteed. like it's more like he'll start slow. Yeah. Uh, usually with injury people, FYI, they're the ones I usually try and target in my um, draft trade negotiations. So you pick the people that have been injured. They start slow, and then you're like, oh, they're not going so well. And then you try and offer some sort of offer something for them, a two for one or something or other. Players that are crap that are doing well originally for the first month and a half, and then you trade them and you get them. It's great.
0: And then you lose to me.
1: No, I didn't, I didn't get to trade last year because everyone's aware of my tricks now. It's been like four years and you bastards won't trade it's with me true. anymore. I try um, and do all these
0: two-for-ones and you're like, no, I don't want to do a two-for-one. Now on to someone who's unlikely to play round one um, and that's obviously Joel Selwood. So um, he's just had um, uh, yeah. pre-season surgery, I suppose. Um, I would be surprised if he round, lines up round one. There's, there, there is a small chance that he does. Um, but I don't think his mid-minutes increase. I, I don't see him as the answer to Tim Kelly. And I do see him as he's now playing for the team yeah. and playing the role that the team needs him
1: to uh, play. Yeah, you never know though; he might go from being on that wing to going back into the guts. But he is getting old. It's it's an interesting one. I think he'll pinch it, is. it. if the occasion oh, needs he'll it. Definitely he'll definitely get in there he'll like, pinch it. If it's the last quarter, they need to They yeah. need something out of the oh. midfield. He'll throw his head on the line every day. Of course, he's going uh, to. But you are correct. He did have. Um, Hamstring tendonitis, which doesn't give me much confidence. He did have surgery no. on that. Uh, expected to start running in January, so he yeah, will be yeah. another slow starter, like Stewart, like Selwood, like Duncan, Geelong. Especially seeing that they went quite problem, deep. They're problem with hamstring, trouble.
0: obviously, when when you're a hamstring, is you can't run until you get cleared. No. So that that means your fitness base, even if he does start running at the end of January, still may not start round one. He's, yep. He might not be up to full fitness. So he might have to play a couple of games in the VFL before he actually is allowed to play match um, matches. Or yes. they'll do some match sim, whatever they do. But I, I don't think at, at all for standard. I don't know. A lot of people are thinking about Joel Selwood as a mid pricer because he's four hundred sixty-five k, and Tim Kelly's gone, and you know, blah blah blah. Avoid.
1: Yep, see at least if you do a shoulder like Hurley or Fife or something like that, they can run. They get yep. their fitness up. Whereas these guys are like your who had uh, issues and they laid him off to try and help rest and then you have surgery because it wasn't fixed. He's had no fitness at all for so long. And then trying to catch that up, it's like Jack Stevens trying to drop ten kilos yep. over a summer. It's, it's hard It's work. not and, and the older it's you get, the good. harder it is
0: to lose weight. I know, trust me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so
0: on to the next one who I think may get that uh, some more mid-time, and that is Sam Managola, 441K, yes. 81.3. Um, look, certainly one to keep an eye on, especially with Kelly gone down. And we the, the thing about Managola, he's shown a history. If he gets the right role, he can score. So it's not too far out of the realm to say Sam Managola can average 100 this year. So I don't see him as someone we... Um, Need to pick, but we definitely need to watch him in the preseason. We're not picking and him in see standard. How he
1: goes. Not picking him in standard. He's a midfielder only, which hurts.
0: It does hurt when he was averaging 100 as a forward. Forward, a it makes sense.
1: If he was a forward this year, he would actually be an option. But absolutely. as a midfielder, even in draft, yes, you're getting value. I mean, what did he average? He averaged you, average you 81. 81. So for draft, I'd pick him up at a high 80, low That's 90 exactly average. Right, absolutely. Right? You get value. Pick him up at 90. You got between eighty and hundred, you get a bit of value either way.
0: I reckon people. I reckon, reckon eighty five. You can pick him up.
1: Yeah, you can get him.
0: I reckon last midfielder
1: spot. It'd be great. I, I'd be happy with that for sure. I'd I reckon really Menegola will be. He'll. I reckon he's done it before. I think they will. Then they've. He's. They've used him when Kelly wasn't there, so yep. they'll use him again.
0: Two more that could also benefit from Kelly um, departing. Quinton Narkle. They've been trying to get as much mid time into him as possible. They love him down there at Geelong. He's a fantastic player. Body right, role, all that you need to look at before even considering him. Especially, you wouldn't consider him in standard, but maybe in
1: draft formats. I actually emailed their PR team, Chris, um, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Oh, so, you?
0: yeah, no, I did. And, you got, and they got back to you?
1: No, but <laughs> I had a great idea. So, Geelong PR, basically, I said what they should do. I was like, you know, you guys, you need some publicity because Geelong suck. So... They lose to Brisbane by a point. I mean, come on. Um, So I just said to them, basically, what you need is you need some pink hair dye or something crazy to make him stand out so you can call him Narkle Sparkle. (laughs) That's That's a thing. Make it pink. Uh, The Narkle Sparkle. um,
0: What's that line from... Have you seen... um...
1: If he doesn't do well, you can call him the debacle. Like, what's wrong with this?
0: (laughs) You've taken it too far. You've taken it too
1: far. Uh, Have you seen Donnie Darko? No. Uh, Anyway, save it for later. I have a really great sparkle motion joke. This is my segment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So I'm the one who jokes. I'm the joke maker. (laughs) Um, And of course, the other one is Constable. Um, So I do see Constable as someone that if he ever actually got a run... Now, I've heard some mixed reports on him from some fairly good sources that the only reason he's not playing is because he just does not have a tank and he can only play midfield. And imagine playing midfield without a tank. So... He needs to develop his tank more before they'll give him more minutes and more first team action. And so he's not oh. definitely in consideration. I was going to say, normally uh,
1: generals get a tank, Chris, not constables.
0: I know, right?
1: <laughs> Constable.
0: Uh, what's uh, How much, mother? Were they yeah. like major? Yeah, anyway. Cool. It's been a long time. Uh obviously there's no real ruck premiums ruck stanley's not really uh, I don't think he's a <laughs> ruck ruck stanley ruck stanley ruck stanley uh, Reece stanley uh, average 85 he's not really in consideration no. at all
1: Uh, rumor is radaglia is actually going to they're trying to tout him as the ruck solution so i wouldn't be surprised if stanley gets shit canned at some point this year and radaglia with oh, his I'm athletic not no with his athleticism he's like a, a poor man's um nick nui uh as far as his leap and agility not being racist um his ability and to get nice and high and his agility it does remind me I'd of rather, really his movement's fantastic he's a mo, his he's mobile he's a huge man. He's I like it
0: a beast by the yeah, way he's he absolutely is. He's fantastic he's a big boy uh, he can uh, a would, grab too he, can, he just jumps on people I'd That's rather
1: great. watch him in the ruck than I would Stanley and I just yeah Stanley gets you a couple good things so he'll miss
0: yeah. Stanley is just like like super hot one week oh. super cold the next yeah. Don't, don't like I actually it. thought
1: Geelong got a good deal from Saints back then, but now when he's in the ruck, I'm like, mm. he just bulked up so much. It's like, mate, you used to be a mobile it's forward, not, a lanky kid, and now you're just too big to move.
0: <laughs> I think he was only selected for a while because he's the oh. only fit ruckman on the list. Anyway. Anyway, Um. now s- speaking of super, Superman himself, Gary Ablett, forward premium, 519k, 95.70 average last year. Uh, look, it wouldn't be super Coach if we didn't have a little bit of a spotlight on, on Gazza. Um, but he obviously moved heavily forward um, into the forward line. And it, I had a look at his stat lines. And like, he, good. he had some career highs in categories that he, obviously because playing forward, things like goal assists. Um, he got back. He was very high tackle numbers. Yeah. Um, obviously kicked quite a lot of goals. I think most goals since 2008. Um, so he, He's he, done well. He converted it quite well. He was moved into... The midfield, like he still played a little bit of midfield yeah, a little bit. at times um, when they needed an extra mid in there. And, and yeah. it's funny, like a couple of games he goes like 160 super coach, and he's just dominate. And you just go, oh yeah, that's right, that's Gary Abbott. Yeah, that's Gary Abbott. I forget but... how amazing that guy was. Well, the
1: key note was he Oof. played 87.9% time on ground, which is huge for him as well. For someone Absolutely. who everyone ripped Massive. on for being yeah. you know, injured and or injury prone and whatever have you, he played a high amount of time on ground, Playing that forward role, and he
0: only missed one game. Yeah, so good. It's that's, in, thats insane for someone like of his that's age. That's so good.
1: no oh. that thirteen of his scores were over ninety plus. That's yeah, absolutely. And five at, five scores under eighty. Playing out, like, playing
0: uh, he had full pocket, half full yeah, so, um, look, the issue is I do see again that time on ground going down. I see him playing less games. He's thirty six years old. Let's not. This is mistake. his last shout. At like, I think that this is last year.
1: Oh, I reckon they could go again. I
0: reckon if they lose the grand final, I don't necessarily. If think they he lose wants the to.
1: no, if they lose the grand final, I reckon he'll go one more. I know, I
0: know he wants to win another flag.
1: Well, But I heard his partner saying like how much he has to do just to get up for games. Like he must be battered, so battered. Uh, even now, thirty six, and his wife's like, oh, know how much you have to do to get up for games. Like it must be a toll. Imagine mentally being I'm sure older, he gets paid enough he being old." Shit. Well, maybe not. Well, He'll still, get paid after. Still, would
0: still be yeah. on half a million bucks a year.
1: Nah, Easy. he'd be on Plus less sponsorships. He'd be on less. Gold nah. Coast probably paid half like, that. do they have last like year? a veterans
0: cap and some? Like, surely, like, no, nah, I'm sure he gets paid. They more have
1: now. a veterans cap till 35, and then over 35, it's free. It's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to pay them, it's free. That makes that makes a lot more sense. Yeah,
1: for free. Um,
0: <laughs> I think he could. I mean, with the forward line being so low in terms of average right now, it looks like he could still even be a forward upgrade target.
1: He could even but, be. A, he could be top. 10, easy. Oh well, I, I still even? think so. It's it's possible, but who's
0: paying five twenty k for him as a forward? No one. No, no one's doing that because the uncertainty, especially again, you look at Dusty Locky. Like outside of that, who's going to go with Gary as the unique against those two? I'm not taking that chance. So I don't think he's going to be a very popular pick. You might want to look at him again for that round twelve upgrade. Could yeah. be okay, yeah, possible,
1: particularly if you're going against your mates or something rather, something not so serious or cash league. He'd be a great little option after the buy because he could win you some rounds. Well, I don't think he's going to cost you many unless he doesn't play. If he looks fit, um, have a look at how many times they're traveling far away. But as you said, they're playing the last what, round 17 onwards in Melbourne. Absolutely. The back He'd be end's pretty good, man. Supercoach finals in your draft, uh, in, sorry, in your cash leagues for standard or whatever have you. He'd be a great option and not many people will have him.
0: Well, I actually think he could be a, a decent uh, pick in draft, but he's not a value pick. No. And I think that the name Gary Ablett, someone's going to jump on him.
1: At 95.7 average, someone's jumping on.
0: And I'm not the yeah. guy that's jumping on. I, he would have to be my second forward at that average. And so that means I must have got a Lockie Whitfield or something. Yeah, so.
1: that makes you feel a bit funny. Yeah, And true.
0: it does. It kind of makes me a little makes bit Makes you sick. cringe, right? Yeah. If Gary well, Ablett is your third or fourth again, forward. Ga- be like, hey, uh, Gary traditionally, unfortunately, love him, but he has had body issues over his career. And he hasn't played out full seasons because he gets injured. Now, I think part of the solution to that is because he's not playing so heavy in the guts, he's not playing through as much as he was. I reckon it was even worse two, three years ago. So, anyway, um, that leads us on to our next forward, of course, and uh, highly, highly recruited out of St. Kilda. Yes. Jack Stephen, 361k forward mid. And look, get, getting DPP was actually a godsend for Stephen this year because if he's that price in the midfield, I'm, no. I'm not touching him.
1: Well, it's just the Bryce Gibbs all
0: over again. Oh, it's it's an absolute recipe for disaster. Now, but Chris, you had forward, real real strong opinions
1: on this on on the line.
0: I do, and I still do. Um, but I have had further information to come to light, which I will touch on as well. But touch me, Chris. Here's the thing about Jack Stephen. I don't think personally, if I'm Geelong, I'm not playing him in the midfield. However. According to sources, he's going to be playing midfield. And if he is playing midfield, then he's a shout to average ninety to ninety-five. If he's playing forward, he'll be lucky to average eighty. So, again, it's role, and I think they will. I think we'll find that out in the preseason. Yeah, fair. He's he's super fit right now, according to reports. Really? So I think that he will actually be moving towards going into the JLT and blending with that midfield group. So
1: it sounds like he's pretty happy.
0: Yeah, uh, which.
1: That's good. I'm happy, happy to hear that.
0: Change is good as a holiday. Yeah. Um, so you'd think that, in all honesty, if they recruited him to play, to be a replacement for Tim Kelly, no, I do not think he's playing 80% midtime, but I do think that he might play, say, 65 or 70% midtime, and it will be enough to get him to, say, a 90 or low 90s average, which should be enough to be a top 10 selection. Maybe not top 6, but top ten.
1: But if you can spend that extra hundred and something K, that'd be good.
0: Exactly right. And so it's yeah, the, the extra hundred K would be to go up to a parish or a Dawson or a Who's the other one that we're looking at? That's uh Jordan no, man, save, saving that like money, that.
1: you might be able to actually yeah, make some upgrades elsewhere, which is, is that, yeah, is money, money well spent. Absolutely. So, so even if he averages you 90, that 100K you could have spent might yeah. have made you ten points elsewhere. So.
0: Heavy pre like heavy preseason watch. Yeah. Because if he's if he's playing too much forward, you've got to can him because I don't think he's gonna be value. Do I think he's a better pick than Devin Smith? Yes, absolutely. I think he's a much better pick than Devin Smith. I think there's more chance of him playing midfield minutes then Devin Smith playing and midfield playing minutes.
1: in winning games
0: that's also true but uh, they they need speed in midfield hmm. so if he if he's still playing with that speed the problem with Geelong's midfield is that apart from danger they really lack leg speed in the midfield so that's that's really what they're looking No, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna tag
1: him in a Geelong midfield either let's put it that way
0: yeah I mean the other consideration is if he does get tagged
1: Why would you tag Steven in, can be, a, dude, in that midfield
0: Steven can be fairly dominating when he, like he, will, he will oh, I know, games I know, off his I know own he grip. can
1: be dominating but I'm saying why would you tag him and not like a Dangerfield or someone or other surely if Dangerfield's playing forward he's already getting tagged essentially
0: mm. so their mix is going to be, it's going to be unique to see how they go into the season how much percentage time, mid, midfield time he's going to get um, if he can play midfield the way that he did two years ago it's a consideration the problem is he hasn't played midfield in two years like, the way that he... Like, it's like riding a bike. Even last year when he scored well, he was like there was a couple of games where he kicked four goals and scored well. Like, he won a game off his own boot. He's a match winner, but is so inconsistent. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, over his career, he's averaged a lot more in wins than losses. That now, could be good. That's great going to Geelong. Yeah. It's because he should win a lot more games, therefore he should average more. So, 90 to, 90 to 95, I'm thinking... But could be as low as eighty if he's playing forward. So Well if
1: that's the case and it looks crap in the first two, You'll know. In you'll the know first the two rounds you could just move him on to the uh, the next boat. Well eh? Eh? I don't I, I don't know if there's like, You've you just gotta have cash
0: in your account. If you're gonna do that and you don't you're not sold on him being well, might as well a, go a keeper. Well you may as well or you've either gotta have the extra money in your account or you've just gotta go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm not really condoning that. Sideways into Devon Smith. If you're not Smith. confident, don't pick him.
1: Devin Smith on 200s.
0: Catch on you two. later. Devin Smith's not starting with two back-to-back times, Maybe. mate. No way. All right. Um, now, with a lot of... Uh, I'll go to the rookies, of course. With a lot of depth now, um, having played games, there's not a huge amount of rookies... Um, so similar to, say, Lions now or... No, Lions have a oh, lot, no, lot so a Carlton. Carlton. Carlton, have they've played games... Paul Collingwood, for Everyone's example. had
1: like six to ten career games. So yeah. everyone from Carlton's expensive, which is stupid.
0: Um, So yeah, most of the new players will start through the VFL. Uh, one that might debut is uh, Cooper Stevens. He was picked 16. Uh, he's a mid only, 139K, but he fractured his fibula in round three last year. So um, picked 16 with a broken leg. So he's obviously slid. They ranked him high- a lot higher than that. Um, he's seen as a big-bodied inside mid with high endurance attributes. Um, in his bottom age year, he only averaged those 16.5 disposals and four clearances, but he had a contested possession rate of 54%. So a heavy, heavy inside ball winner, um, and very noteworthy given his lack of game time last year. Um, and that was as a bottom ager in the under-18 championships. So uh, playing against bigger bodies, playing against older, older people. Um, yeah, so very interesting to note. The other, draft, um, the other option that they got in was uh, Sam DeConing, He's a 201 centimeter key, um, key position utility yeah. player. Carlton Ruck's brother. Yeah, um, so he probably won't play the f- uh, first year. Um,
1: well, you never know. If it's just Stanley and him, he might get a go. <laughs> well, maybe.
0: Um, and Francis Evans, uh, medium forward. Both of those guys are viewed as long-term prospects. Um, the other one that they got was a, a highly touted draftee, Cameron Tahini. Um, he was actually pick 50, but should be on the radar at some stage this year. He was tipped as a first rounder, but had an injury interrupted year and slid massively towards the back. So his stats and all of his pr- uh, production in the in the combine were completely yep. overshadowed. I, by I just his rate
1: injuries. I rate everyone Geelong picks in general. So yeah, that's a good rule well, to have. That
0: that was a classic. Um, who's the recruitment manager? What's his uh, name? Wells. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Wells. Yeah. So that's a that was a classic pick, apparently according to him. Really, the big one is of course Nikai Kogatu, who is obviously not a rookie, but he's rookie priced. 148k forward mid, um, likely to be best 22 when fit. Um, He ticks all the boxes of player who should make enough cash to be worth consideration. In previous years, he played 11, 10, and 10 games in successive years, and he's basically had two years off. So in 2018, he only played two games, and he had hamstring and adductor issues. He came back uh, mid last year, uh, was playing VFL, suffered some hamstring tightness, and they just said, whoa, just sit this round out champ and they put him on ice at the end of the year because they don't want him to get re himself and not be available this year especially when they have so much depth in the the and they were killing it they were like top of the they didn't need him so they do want to obviously get him into games this year Um, ASAP he's by all reports he's fully fit running on the ground well but again someone who has had consistent soft tissue injuries so be wary of him but he's so cheap you can probably take a risk um, at the 145k mark um, his best return was six, uh, a 63 average. So even if he averaged 63 from 148K, I would be super happy with that. But I anticipate, that given his age profile and experience now, that should be co- close to 70, 70. 70 plus. Um, So just to roll out. Yeah, depends course, on role as well. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out. Again, someone who could go into the midfield for Tim Kelly. There's like about yeah. eight of them. This This is what I mean. They don't really... They don't
1: need it. They can just... Yeah, people might get slightly more minutes or different role variations. They've just got so much depth. Yeah. Or off the bench, or on the field instead of off the bench, you know, and then rotate.
0: Yeah. Who knows? So the heavy preseason watch, as I said, Cockatoo, um, Stephen, Menegola, and Constable. Um, with Stephen, Constable, and Menegola being the biggest breakout contenders yep. at the club.
1: Uh, I probably wouldn't say... Constable could be draft-relevant, but I'd rather someone else take the, the punt on him. always I I There's no way unless... No, but he did average like 80-odd for the handful of games he played, but... On, it's a more dra- on, a, league on a draft list, relevant. yeah, keep a yeah. league relevant, but on a standard draft league, you look at it and go, "Oh, eighty average," but you don't realize You only played a handful of games. So of let someone take that option off your hands for you. Absolutely. Okay, and that and pretty much wraps us up. It um, does yeah? Next, we'll have the Gold Coast, followed by what GWS and whatever have you. So look, yeah. Until then, um, please do keep us up. And thanks to everyone that send us messages too so far. We really appreciate it. Just helps our little day sometimes. It's starting to ramp up. We've we've had it a is. lot of new
0: likes, we've had a lot of it's action. It's
1: been good and sometimes we forget how much um, people enjoy yeah you know, our segments. So um, from a couple of guys that just started this because we had opinions and thought we could do a pretty good job.
0: We're pretty opinionated or well, I'm pretty opinionated.
1: He is, I keep him in check. But um, look, just really humbled and um well we just love love Podcast hearing from you guys. Podcast 100
0: sir. Well done. Oh
1: yes, 100. Anyway, if you do listen to this, please do uh, shout out or comment saying congrats on the 100. Let's see how many people do that for us.
0: Thanks, guys. Have Hashtag a Hashtag bless time. you.
1: I love you. Cheers. All right, boy.